0: Welcome to Genuine Life Recovery with me, Jody Stevens. I am here to help you and your loved ones overcome addictions. We dive into the physical, emotional, and spiritual aspects of addiction and recovery, family dynamics, codependency, and more. Hey, friends, if you're sober from drugs and alcohol, you may be wondering what is emotional sobriety? Why do I need it? Especially since maybe you have quit your addiction. Okay, so any good recovery program helps clients move toward emotional sobriety through either 12 steps or counseling or maybe the sponsor sponsee relationship. So I'm sure that, you know, we've all heard about the need to get to the root of our addictions. It's very true. So the reason this is imperative is because not doing so will inevitably cause us to relapse back into our addiction, substitute it with another addiction, or cause continued maladaptive behaviors. So by maladaptive behaviors, I mean like emotionally immature or erratic behaviors that are generally an overreaction to a thing or a situation. So uh, like anger or throwing things or fits of rage, all of these I've done in <laughs> In response to stressors can be considered maladaptive when they're like habitual, right? So I used to experience fits of rage and anger and even road rage before I got sober. So slowly these behaviors decreased when I stopped drinking and started digging into the root of my addictions. So by this I mean... I started examining like why am i acting this way right why am i so upset and angry and all these sorts of things right and understanding some of the whys and wherefores was healing right it was therapeutic but this knowledge also led to healing of course which naturally brought about tools to help me deal with my emotions in healthier ways right so getting to the root of our addiction can be a lifelong process So some important first steps to take while we work on the root causes are to, of course, remove the addiction first and foremost, remove the drugs, alcohol, pornography, stuff like that, and then start developing healthier emotional coping skills. Because here's the thing, addiction prevents emotional growth and development. You might think, okay, so what comes first? The horse, the cart, right? Is our addiction from emotional trauma or is the emotional trauma from our addiction? So in most cases, it can be a little or a lot of both. However, I believe that an inability to handle, feel, or understand difficult emotions is the reason that many of us fall into addiction in the first place, right? I mean, if, if you grew up in a dysfunctional family system, how could you have possibly learned to handle trauma or painful emotions as a child? So we develop these unhealthy coping skills to survive that environment. And then the addiction became the escape, right, from the confusion, the anger, the pain, the depression that we felt. So this escapism, right, that further stunts our emotional growth. So this is why in recovery, the goal is to achieve that emotional sobriety. That is, right, the ability to deal soberly with difficult things that come our way without being completely overcome by our own emotions. So, I mean, you could say emotional sobriety is the ability to handle our emotions in a healthy, rational way and without turning to a substance to cope. So, again, this is a process, right? And it's one that often starts with just allowing ourselves to feel the emotions in the first place. I know that sounds funny, right? But it's true, right? To feel them without immediately reacting or judging or trying to make the feelings go away. Hence the term, right? Sit with your pain or, or sit with your emotions. I've often given people a sheet of paper with dozens of emotions listed, and it's amazing how often people in recovery, including me, struggled to identify basic emotions, let alone what they actually feel like, right? So what's going on in here? Figuring that out. So removing the addiction is the very first step in emotional sobriety. Because it is possible to quit our addiction and still be a slave to our our emotions. The term they often use, you hear this in Alcoholics Anonymous, is dry drunk. So this is when a person gets sober, but inside they're still miserable. Their behavior is almost as bad, if not worse, as when they were still drinking and using or having anger fits or whatever it is, right? Whatever the addiction is. So looking back, I would say I was a, a dry drunk the first almost 10 years of my sobriety. My self-esteem was super low, and this and other issues led to anger and rage and fear and, and panic attacks and, and mood swings. And I realized I had deep issues with codependency and lack of self-worth. So I began to dig into the root of the fear and the anger and the, and the self-esteem issues while, while praying for God to heal my self-esteem. So 16 sober years later, I continue to peel back the layers of the onion, and uh, God continues to heal and reveal. And He will do that when we humbly seek Him. He He will show us the way. I love the scripture that says, search me, God, and know my heart. Test me. Know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. Psalm 139, 23 through 24. Another one of the best illustrations on the journey toward emotional sobriety is the 12 promises of Alcoholics Anonymous. And they read these before each meeting. And these are the end result of doing the hard work in the recovery process. Promise one we are going to know a new freedom and a new happiness. Promise two we will not regret the past nor wish to shut the door on it. Promise three we will comprehend the word serenity. (laughs) These don't happen all at once, and they don't all happen in order, but they do happen. Promise four, we will know peace. Promise five, no matter how far down the scale we have gone, we will see how our experience can benefit others. Amen, right? Promise six, that feeling of uselessness and self-pity will disappear. Man, did I struggle with self-pity. I still do sometimes. Promise seven, we will lose interest in selfish things and gain interest in our fellows. Promise eight, self-seeking will slip away. Promise nine, our whole attitude and outlook upon life will change. I can say that's totally true of me. Promise 10, fear of people and economic insecurity will leave us. Promise 11, we will intuitively know how to handle situations which used to baffle us. And promise 12, we will suddenly realize that God is doing for us what we could not do for ourselves. Okay, that's the 12 promises. Did I say 10? I meant the 12 promises. Personally, I relate to number 11 the most because literally weekly and sometimes even daily, I handle situations that used to baffle me. That, my friends, is emotional sobriety. Thanks for watching, friends, and please subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss any episodes. And you can read my blog and find other healing resources on my website. It's jodistevens.org.